0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the President of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. See what we're all about. Join Eagles Saving Nations. We have to have another great awakening to save the Republic so this nation doesn't come under tyranny and Christians are persecuted. We are in the chapel here at World Ministries International. This is a live audience with children. I have with me right now apostolic leader Dennis Moore. And Dennis is going to be sharing this message. Dennis?
1: Thank you, Dr. Hansen. Well, how many can say praise God? God is good? All the time. All the time. All the time. We have had an extraordinary uh, time here in the Northwest. We weren't planning on coming back. We were here this summer. We thought, okay, we're going to probably be transitioning into some nations. We do have some nations that we're looking at and, and uh, some that, are line, that we're lining up with. But the Lord keeps telling us to come back to the Northwest. And so we've, we've been in a lot of prayer, a lot of study, seeking the Lord. Uh, wanting to really find the mind of the Lord, wanting to really find the purpose of God, wanting to to know that we're tracking with the Holy Spirit. How many know you need to track with God? Amen. And so let's turn uh, in our Bibles to Psalms 24, and we'll look at verse 7. And we'll read to verse 10. Lift up your heads, you gates. Now, in the... Passion translation, it says, Living gates. It says, Lift up your heads, you living gates. These are not dead gates, these are living gates. It says, Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? It says, The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. He says, lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Interesting that it calls called here for the gates to be lifted up. Now, God doesn't need to come through a gate. He can come over the gate. He can come any way he wants to come. But he says to his people, he says, be lifted up, lift up your heads, lift up your arms, lift up your sight, lift up your vision. Let me begin to begin to hear the sound of my glory. There's something very substantial and even incredible that's happening in the spirit today. We are, in the, one of the, we are in the most unique time. Oftentimes, I would look at my leadership when we were pastoring, and i say, we've never been this way before. And they say, you're right, we've never been this way before. But today, we can declare, we haven't been this way before. But if our heads are down because we're oppressed, if our heads are down because we're cast down, if our heads are down because of what the enemy is doing, then we, our heads won't be up. And if our heads are not up, how are we here the sound of glory. Friend of mine was a paramedic in town called Efreda, Washington. One day they got a call, an urgent call, to go up to an area called Banks Lake. And Banks, in that area there was a young man riding a motorcycle at a speed of over, over 100 miles an hour and that young man went off the cliff you can imagine what happened my friend showed up he climbed down the cliff carefully got down to the bottom began to work on this young man and he called the sheriff department he said he told the sheriff I want every intersection between here and Moses Lake shut down the sheriff said why would I do such a thing He said, because this young man, if we don't get him to the hospital immediately, he's going to die, and he's your son. They shut down. He he shut down every intersection. They got the young man into the ambulance, and he told his assistant, you put the pedal to the floor, and you leave it there. (laughs) And that young man's life was saved. We're in a similar type environment today. We need to put the pedal to the metal. We need to, we need to wake up the church. We need to be fully aware that we're in a time of crisis. We need to be fully aware that we are a time where we have to lift up the gates. And so the king of glory, who is the king of glory? He is the one that is powerful. He is the one that is mighty. He is the one that is capable. And he is the Lord mighty in battle. Who's going to win the war? It won't be Fox News. Who's going to win the war? The Lord Almighty. He who is mighty in battle. But he has to know that the gates are being lifted up. He has to know that there's a sound in Zion. We have to know that there's a heart cry, that there's something, there's a passionate cry for his presence to come. Why are we here? This summer we were sitting, having lunch with Tina and Steve. Two wonderful pastors, prophet, ministers of the Lord, and Steve began to speak. And he says, I'm desperate. He says, I have to see the power of God. I have to see the signs and wonders and miracles. I have to see God move. He says, I can't go forward without seeing God move. That's a desperate sound. But that's a good sound. The Bible says in the book of Revelation... That the church and the Spirit cry, Come, Lord Jesus. One time we had a lady that came to our church. We had a Russian family that was part of our ministry, and their mother had come from Russia. She'd been persecuted in Russia. She came to America. She could not speak one word of English, not one. She couldn't even say hello in English. She came to our prayer meeting. First time in the church. And so I went over and I laid hands on her. And I began to prophesy to her in English. And I began to speak the name of Jesus to her in English. And all of a sudden she broke out in perfect English. Yes, I know. He's coming. He's coming. Jesus is coming. I know. He's coming. I thought, how can that be? She can't speak English. But there was a fire inside of her and it was called the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit was saying, Come Lord Jesus. There was something that was urgent. There's something inside of her that could not be passive. There was something inside of her that was declaring, Jesus must come. And the Holy Spirit was lifting up the gate saying, Jesus come. Because we need the man of war. We need this God that wars for us. We need this God who fights for us. We need this God who is mighty and powerful in battle. Yes, we can do many things. But we cannot win the war without Him. It's all about authority. Funny little word, isn't it? But the gates represent authority. You see, this is where transactions would be held. Like Boaz going into the gate. When you, walk, when you go into the gate, that's where the transactions take place. That's where the illegal things happen. That's where the authority is. And the enemy fights for authority. Who will rule? And so Steve was sharing his heart Saying, I'm desperate, I'm desperate, I'm desperate to see God move. And his wife, who's a prophet, was sitting there and she goes, The Lord showed me a vision. And she said, There's a there's a there's like a lid over the church. And she said, That lid is stopping the move of the Spirit of God. And I looked at her and I said, It's time to lift the lid. It's time to lift the lid. You see, you can't lift the lid unless you have fire inside of you. You can't lift the lid unless you're desperate. You can't lift the lid unless you have expectancy. There has to be something that's active inside of you that says, Lord, I must see you move. I called a prophet last week. And said, tell me about what God is saying to you. Tell me what God is birthing inside your spirit. Tell me what God is, is, is creating inside of you. And this prophet said, I don't knock on doors anymore. I knock them down. Amen. You see, we've got to have a bulldog faith. We have to have a determination inside of us. We have to have an urgency. We have to have a a, a passion. There has to be a fire burning. There has to be a reality that if we are desperate enough and we don't just knock, but we knock it down. And God will say, I've been waiting for you. There are those who take the kingdom by force. That doesn't say they knock on the door. They take it by force. And we want a forceful generation. I was in church the other day. This young man, red-headed young man, about 16, 17. Wasn't paying much attention, so I started praying for him. And the Lord said, he is going to be a revealer of my mysteries. I said, okay. And then I began to realize God was talking about this Z generation. You know, when we came to the Lord, the baby boomers came to Jesus during the Jesus uh, movement. We changed everything. There were no drums. There were no guitars. There weren't weren't even hardly any sounds other than maybe a piano and organ. And music was not up on the wall like it was today. Open your hymn book to page. But there was a fire that came. There was a revelation that came. And this generation, the Z generation, is carrying an extraordinary DNA that they don't even know they have yet. But someone has to call them out of their graves. Someone has to call them out of their destruction and their chaos. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, he then said, unwind him, unbind him. Those of, the, of our generation, we know what it is to go through revival. We know what it is to be awakened. We know what it is to, to follow Christ. We know what it is to come out of our graves. And now it's our time to call them out. And so, having this lunch with Steve and Tina, I said, we have to come back. And we planned on coming back at this time of the year so tina and their prayer team went to prayer we were praying and the lord said healing for the first nations people i want healing for the first nations people and five first nation leaders came to this meeting i don't even call it a conference i call it a turning point there was such a profound authority over this time each one of them spoke, and each one of them spoke about the urgency of working together. They said, you know, we've had reconciliation, we've been healed, but now let's work together. That's a powerful heart cry. Amen. We want to work together. We want to join with you. We want to, be- we want to become a, uh, not just one or two, but we want to become many. And so there, there was an authority that came in that meeting. It was absolutely extraordinary. It would be hard to describe if you weren't there. But we're all looking to God to show us the way. We're all looking to the Lord to show us how do we go through this narrow place? How do we, how do we enter into the strategies of God? How do we enter into your purposes? How do we enter into your heart cry? How do we enter into, into your... Uh, To work with the angels. How do we work together with one another? It's all about authority. Whose authority is going to rule? And we know that if the enemy rules, it's it's death and destruction. And yet we know that we have authority that is greater than his authority. Just like Esther, who was called to rescue her people, we are called in this hour to rescue our generation. Jordan Peterson made a statement recently. He said, no one wants to raise their children on a sinking ship. We don't want to raise our children on a sinking ship. We don't want our grandchildren being raised on a sinking ship. What we face right now is minor compared to what our children will face if we don't lift up the gates, if we don't call for the King of Glory, if we're not that bride and, that, and the Holy Spirit cry, crying out together, Come, Lord Jesus. Mike Johnson was in a news interview the other day. And he said, we are in a desperate position, a desperate place as a nation. And then he talked about the hope that he had. And I believe there's hope. I believe there's hope. But I also believe that the church has to rise up. I also believe that the church... Has to catch the vision. They have to catch the you know, if your heads are down, you won't hear what the Spirit is saying. But if your heads are up, if you're listening to what the Father is saying, if you're listening to what the Spirit is saying, if you're listening to what the promises of God are declaring, we have we have amazing promises in the Word of God. And we can lay hold to these promises. Every one of us should have promises written down. You go into my wife's bedroom, all over the mirror, promises. I go, praise God, because that's how we remember, that's how we declare, that's how we, we decree with God. How, we, how are you going to speak for God unless you are declaring the Word of God? How are you going to speak for God unless you're hearing uh, what the Lord is saying? Every day when I go into prayer, I'm saying, God, I need to hear the sounds of heaven. I need to hear the sounds of the angels worshiping. I need to hear the sounds of the saints worshiping. I need to hear the sounds of glory. I need to hear the sounds of the river that flows out of your throne. Why? Because I want a sound in me that resonates who he is. Amen. Amen. I don't want a sound that's going, Woe me, I want a sound that's going, All His glory. When Israel looked up on the hill, they thought they saw fire. But what they saw was the glory. They were beholding the glory of God. Moses told the elders of Israel, Come and bring your staff with you. And they all came together and they were out in the middle of a dry desert where there was no water. And Moses said, it's time to come. And it's time to declare holding your staff, which represents your authority, represents who you are, represents your position. And these men were having to put their life on the line because if that water didn't come up, they were going to be scorned, they were going to be mocked, and they were going to be ridiculed. And so they gathered in a circle, and they began to pound their staffs into the ground. Spring up all well. And they begin to call forth the water to come up. We went into downtown Seattle. Mike DeLorenzo and myself, Mike's uh, son-in-law, was on his deathbed. We walked into the room, and there was tubes coming out of his mouth and, and instruments you know, connected to him. And he, he just looked like he was dead. He didn't even look like he was alive. And Mike told me, he said, he's on the verge of death. He's on the edge of death. And we went into that room, and we, Mike put on some powerful worship music, and I said, Mike, I said, the angels are coming into this room and they're worshiping. And then I could see another set of angels that came in. And each one of those angels was carrying a staff. And they lined themselves around his bed. And with the music, they would take their staff in unison and they would hit it on the ground. It was a powerful, powerful sound. That young man is healed today. Because there was released a worshiping sound. There was a lifting up of the gates. There was a lifting up of Jesus through the worship. This is a time when God wants to the church to work with the angels. Maria mentioned this earlier, but it's an it's an incredibly powerful time in the spirit, and angels are being dispatched into key areas. Um, one brother, Chuck Pierce, had the angel of the end time harvest come to him, and he began to talk. He began to talk with Chuck about the angel armies, and he said there'll be areas where the angels will come in and, and they'll set up encampments. They'll be like headquarters. And those, and those angels will be moving throughout, throughout the territory doing their work. And so I began to pray about it and I said, God, how do we do that? How do we set up an encampment? How do, we, how do we move with the angels? And I believe that what we have to do is we have to cry out for the glory. We have to lift up our heads and cry out and say, Lord, come. Come, Lord Jesus. Because where there's glory, the angels will come. But when there's doubt and unbelief, a friend of mine, uh, you might know him, his name is uh, David Hogan. And David has a wonderful son, wonderful man of God. I, I could tell you all kinds of stories about David. I spent time with David in the mountains of Mexico. And David... Son was in this meeting with a group of pastors and he looked up and Jesus was walking out out of the building. And he said, Lord, why are you leaving? And Jesus said, I have to leave. There's too much doubt and unbelief here. And And his response to Jesus was, Lord, I believe. And he said, the power and the glory of God hit that building like he'd never seen before. You know, all we have to do is say, Lord, I believe. And just let God come and do a cleansing work in our hearts. I'm, I've been in prayer and say, God, I've got doubt and unbelief. I need, I need you to cleanse out my doubt and unbelief. I've got areas where I've been disappointed. I've got areas where I've been, I felt like I was let down. I've got areas where I felt like, man, we should have had a breakthrough. We didn't have a breakthrough. And so I have all those things in my past that want to affect my present. But I'm just saying, no more. I'm not gonna, I don't want to carry anything from my past. I don't want to carry it into my future or into my present. I want those things to be gone, because when I stand up and I declare the Word of God, I want there to be a pure Word. I want there to be a, a Word that's not defiled with doubt and unbelief, that's not defiled by past hurts, that's not defiled by a, a wrongful image of who God is, I want to have a clear sound. I want to have a clear heart cry. I want there to be a clear message. And so I'm going to ask you this morning, if you have any area where you feel it, you have doubt and unbelief, would you just raise your hand and let's just agree together as we close. Okay, one person has doubt and unbelief. Okay, now there's two, three. Okay, praise God. Let's just um, agree. Let's stand up and we'll have a prayer of agreement. This morning, I think it's time for us to, take, to, to knock down some doors. I think it's time for us to become aggressive in the kingdom. I think it's time for us to let God remove the dross, remove the doubt and unbelief, remove anything that would keep us from being able to say, yes, Lord, and believing, no matter how great the giant, the giant looks, we can believe, like David, the giant's coming down. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we just give you praise right now. We, we magnify your name. We glorify your name. Father, we thank you that you are a mighty God. And, Lord, we want to lift up our gates. We want to lift up our hands this morning. We want to say, Lord, come here. Let your angels come here. Let the presence of the Lord fill this house today. Let the glory of the Lord fill this house today. Let there be a glory cloud over this house. Let there be a glory presence over this house. Let there be a breakthrough anointing, Father God. Let the doubt and unbelief be removed from our lives. And let us confess that, yes, we're desperate. We need you. We need to move with you. We need uh, your power. We need your glory. We need your strength. Because, Father God, we're in a time where it's only by your grace that we overcome. It's only by your power that we overcome. It's only by your presence We overcome. So we declare today that this is a new day. We declare today that there's a new sound. We declare today that the glory of the Lord is in the house and we declare we declare healing and restoration and the glory of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we thank you that each person, thank you, each Jesus. person in this house today is going to say, thank you, Lord.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: There's something deep inside of me that's moving by the power of the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. We we'll give you praise in Jesus, you, Jesus' name.
0: Powerful word again, doubt and unbelief. Amen. We're not going to allow it to rule our lives again. Amen? Amen. Amen? We're not going to allow it. We're not going to run, quit, hide. We're not going to allow doubt and unbelief. That is in every area of our life. Accepting the word of God, meeting people, working on committees. We're not going to allow doubt and unbelief to stop our destiny in our future. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. God bless you.